Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thank y'all so much for tuning in. We back after a one week break. Did y'all hey miss y'all. Us? Did y'all miss us? Did y'all, do y'all want to give us a hug? Maybe even a kiss? <laughs> Maybe a little kiss. If anybody wants to press charges on me because of that, I totally get it. I'm guilty. (laughs) And I'll pay up. (laughs) Definitely settle that case. (laughs) How has your time away been? Um, it was good. (laughs) (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Look, okay. And then it wasn't. You know, you know how, like on crime shows, it was like it was they were friends, and like until they wasn't. And then the photo yeah, turned black and white. <laughs> that's how I feel. But honestly, like I always, I'm a firm believer is tomorrow will be better. <laughs> I don't know why I left it. What else can I say? Yeah, that's all. The thing is, it's going. It's got to be better than today. That's how I be it thinking. Has, like tomorrow, because I'm aware of the mistakes of today. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it tomorrow. Period. That's all you can do is just not make the same, make new mistakes. Exactly. That's life's goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling very serene. Um, I was just so happy. And meditating and stuff, it really do be working. Like I know that mm-hmm. it be it seems like bullshit, and in this time of like toxic positivity, like everybody wants to suggest like self care for every problem that you have. Self care don't solve every problem. But I will say that it solves a lot of them. I will mm-hmm. say that it's for me, it don't solve everything, but it's like a coping mechanism to help me get through some things. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just thankful that I had a chance to heal. Um, I'm very different now following my inner voice. If y'all don't know, I went on vacation last week. Um, and we're actually going to take some time if it's for Faith 4 instead of Faith 4 this week. We're going to not just talk about my vacation, but just talk about vacationing because it's that season. Um, I actually read something saying that like vacations are about to like, even with the high airfare, people are so thirsty to get away. Vacationing is about to be like crazy. Like people about to be spending their money on more vacations than anything else, according mm-hmm. to multiple news outlets so um but yes the first i started my vacation in arizona i went to um a wellness resort called savannah and it's in a place get this it's called carefree arizona right i love that when i saw that um because <laughs> you don't have your location <laughs> but yeah when i saw that i was like i can't believe that's real so i googled it i'm like it is real it is real, and it's been called Carefree for some time now. As um, soon as I got there, um, they were talking about how like in- indigenous folks used to out- occupy that land. And I was like, hold up now. Let me Google it to make sure y'all ain't move nobody off of this piece to build a peaceful space. Because that is just, I'm like, that y'all got to know that that's like bad juju. Like That's not going to increase wellness. But then I read that the indigenous folks actually naturally migrated because of a drought that happened like I I looked it up so kind of reassuring to know that like it wasn't anything fishy that happened with the with the resort but carefree like soon as I landed I was oh yeah this is Arizona 
the yep this is it here she is it was exactly how i pictured it <laughs> that's so beautiful when things are exactly how you pictured it or even better than even, you pictured it was it, even better it was even that better. is beautiful so i don't know I why was, I was that close to the camera let me back up <laughs> so i was <laughs> i wasn't anticipating desert mm-hmm. i was not anticipating mountains like that like I was like, whoa! It was it was like red. They were like red and rocky and layered. Oh, and like every time you look straight ahead somewhere, it was a mm-hmm. mountain. And like <sighs> me and my friend who I went with, she kept being like, "Yo, I just can't get used to this. Like I cannot get used to." Shout out to the brunchers um in Arizona who get to see this every day because a few people yes. did write me on like Instagram. I was like, "Yeah, oh, I did? yeah, yeah." And I'm uh-huh. I will be more intentional about letting y'all know what's like what's up when I'm there. But it was like I'm like I can't believe that's y'all backyard. It's just so wild to believe, like how we have a skyline. They have mountains. They have mountains, and it's just like crazy to think about that. Um, I was being so dramatic in my Uber ride there. I was like, I had my headphones in. I was listening to "Breakaway" by Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) Iman, what is (laughs) Iman? You are not a real person. My wings, baby. I was like, make a wish on a star, take a chain. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wow, like this is really crazy. Like I knew my life was gonna change as soon as I put that song on, was looking out the window. And the guy was like, You from out of town? I said, huh? <laughs> like, what gives you that idea? I said, huh? <laughs> but no, he everybody was everybody was very nice out there. There was no no big thing. Um, and so you get on a resort, everything's very, very intentional. Like, it's first of all. It's alkaline water stations everywhere. And the water so will like electrolyte. So because you know, Arizona is like 97 degrees right now. They were like hydrate yeah. up. They give you a free water bottle when you get there. Um, I wanted to arrange a spa service once I got there, but honestly, I waited till the last minute and they were booked. But the woman was so nice that she was like, All right, you can't get into the spa, but you can have all access to the spa resource. I said, so I didn't even let her finish. I said, Where's can I get a robe? <laughs> Can I get a rope? I got that camera out and I was going to town with the content. (laughs) And it was nobody in there because I went on a weekday. I went on a Monday and it was nobody there. So I was like, traveling on a weekday is really great. That's the tip. Travel on weekday. First of all, rates are cheaper if you Mm -hmm. can get off of work. Um, But traveling during the week is amazing. Nobody is really there. Like you get to, especially if you're doing like a wellness resort, you want to experience that stuff with minimal people there. So that was amazing. Um, Met some really cool people. They were nice. Uh, But the classes were also like when whenever you pay for Savannah, just know you get two free classes. Um, Sometimes more if they have more space, they'll allow. They're very generous like i guess that west coast thing of just being laid back and like yeah sure no problem like nobody wants to sweat it um but i did a lot of like guided meditations the first one was called i rest and a woman was like hey if you fall asleep during this class that is a good thing people were snoring up in that piece everything <laughs> i woke up forgot i was in arizona i was like what the like where am i <laughs> then the next day um you know we did like this class called chakra uh re rebalancing and i was like i don't really know what that is um and a woman was like just be you know it, just be careful like if you cry it's okay i'm like why would i cry girl she started talking about that third eye and 
all I know is my face was so wet. I was crying so hard. And I'm like, why am I? She just was saying, like, it's like she'll do a sound. You feel it in the chakra. And then she give you an affirmation. And like, it was new for me, but I could, I believe in affirmations. Like I believe in manifestation, all those things. Mm-hmm. It's just positive thinking and just being intentional about and and really focusing because your brain could get so jumbled. But I Mm -hmm. think that it was just something that I needed to hear. It was a lot about like intuition and following your own voice. That's why I know a lot of people probably be like, what do you mean your voice is louder? But my voice is very louder now. Like I have to be clear and intentional. I almost feel like I'm betraying myself when I don't tell when I don't speak my truth, like I don't, that don't mean to tell the truth all the time and mm-hmm. always, you know, let people hear it. But that's just, it was important to me to tell my truth. So that was one thing. Then we did feng shui for love and relationships. So now I know how to grid places and I know where the love compartment is for each home. I know where the prosperity section, family section. So if anybody need me to feng shui their room real quick, just let me know. <laughs> I know I've learned some things about crystals, um, how to charge them, which crystal works for love. Like I need to know how to charge. I have two crystals and I need to know how to charge I them. I need to buy some crystals, but I'm like, before I really buy them, I do want to do some extensive research before I bring that into my home because like yeah they, i got mine from a black woman yeah see i this they were giving me um places where i can get them but i want to go in person and i would love to get it from a black woman too so let me know where you got your crystals from and if y'all know anybody that has um crystals again i would like to do it in person but if i have to buy them online i'll trust a bruncher for sure um it was great. I will say the one thing that people were complaining about, not me, but people didn't like the food there. Um, so it was, it's pretty much really clean. A lot of vegan options, but they also had things like salmon and chicken, like all these super, you know, high end versions of the thing. But a lot of people said, excuse me, were like, the food isn't seasoned. I thought it was perfectly fine for a wellness retreat, like wellness resort. Like you go there to clean yourself out. You don't go there. Like I, some lady was walking and I saw it in her bag. I could <laughs> see through it. She had like hot Cheetos and I was like, you're not going to heal. <laughs> you're not going to heal. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, she, it was all different types of Cheetos. It was flaming hot Cheetos. I feel so embarrassed. And she, no, and she didn't give a shit. You could tell by the way she's walking, the flip-flop shit. She did not care. And I, I was would just, be so ashamed. I was like, I have failed you all. She had smart popcorn in there. I was like, what? <laughs> skinny pop. I just, I just turned my head real fast. I'm the only one looking there. I was eating a, a sweet potato hash. <laughs> I was looking at her. I was like, mm, that's a shame. She not going, the chakras is not going to be rebalanced to her. So that was amazing. I definitely left uh, looking out the window again, like, wow, like I'll be back. Like I will be back. Like I want to come there once a year. But the thing is, Arizona got so many of those wellness retreats. I heard Oprah's is in Tucson. And I'm like, do I want to look at the rates for Oprah's? Yes, I do. If it's good enough for Oprah, it's good enough for me. So I need to go see it. Um, but yeah. If you looking to like get yourself together and it wasn't as expensive, especially if you do what I did and you go with a friend, go to Savannah. Um, apparently November is their off season and you can get the most affordable rates. You want to know what's weird? What? When you left there, I felt kind of sad. Like I wanted you to stay. <laughs> That's why I kept my exit. I said, oh, I thought you was going to, um, 
Yeah, I kind of felt sad when you left. I felt I sad why. when I, I wasn't left there. Too. I felt sad when I left because it's just like I never thought that I would like be so in love with Arizona. Like I never thought so. The thing is, like I was in love with it, but I, I wondered how sustainable it would be for me because uh, I. I, I saw a lot of black people coming from out of town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just saw black people, a lot of black people in town. And I know they still got some issues with that. Um, yeah, the racism thing. So mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, I don't know. But beautiful made me so excited to continue to explore like the West Coast. And like, shout out to Sean. Um, we want to go to Joshua's Tree. So that's another opportunity to go to the desert. And I'm so looking forward to it. Like, I, the desert is so healing. Like, something about it. That's how I felt in um in Utah. I didn't yes. expect to fall in love. Because like, once like I was hiking and I saw like, those red ass rocks and stuff like that. I'm just like, whoa! I'll spread like, my wings and I'll learn how to fly. Unreal. That that song. Oh my god! But you're right. It's something about those red rocks that just do something. But yo, you know what? That's where we actually need to go next. We need to go to Utah um, to to tap in to our vegan friend Ryan. Mm-hmm. beautiful um and then we flew to miami and that that was <laughs> totally that different vibe per- perfect balance of like i feel like i i wouldn't have been able to have as much fun in miami if i wasn't as well rested as i was because i'm mm-hmm. usually exhausted but there's something about like meditating and laying down all day and every like i did nothing i did nothing active no thoughts everything was i laid down to do everything i did um so like going to Miami was so fun. I there was it was my first time there and like seeing so many people just openly speak Spanish was just like wow, Miami really do feel like a different country. It feels like a totally different country and it's just nice to see like how many cultures are like just mixing around like in that area. Like it's so it's so it's very rich. Like I think that Miami didn't look the way I thought it would. I mm. thought it was way more vibrant than I could have ever pictured. Like I know people make it like Miami is nice, but also I'm like if it's in the United States, how pretty of a beach can it be? Like that's <laughs> so terrible. That's what I was thinking. Like I always feel like the Caribbean has the best beaches, but Miami yeah, is essentially sharing some of the same water with the Caribbean. So that, that was, it was just, it was a, a vibe. <laughs> it was cool. I think I need to go to Miami like at least five more times. And then I'll probably be like, all right, I'm, I'm cool off of Miami, but it was fun. Best Cuban food ever. I had those yuca fries. La Tropica is the place I went to. And when, when would amazing. And also just wanted to share one more thing. Cause I know we're getting, we're getting hefty on this time here, but it was like this beach club I went to. I made a reel about it. Um, it was called um, Savoy. It was a really gorgeous beach club. Like if you want to go to South Beach and you want to find a place that's not too crazy to like lay your head, get a beach chair, get some pool service. Uh, Savoy was great. I went on resort pass and me and my family, we just all we had a blast while we were there. And the last thing we wanted to talk about was uh, making content while on vacation because I am someone who Mm -hmm. always got my phone in my hand because I'm like, I want to, one, I wanted to make 
as a person who's really taking this content creating stuff seriously, I wanted the people who follow me to feel like they were on vacation with me and to want to code the places that I went and experience it. So Mm -hmm. with that at the top of mind, I'm like, yes, this vacation is for me, but I also want to share. Like I want to put people on. I can't stand when people never share what they do. And it's like, this is why I don't be knowing what to do sometimes because certain people never share where they went or what they did. They just show food or fun. So I wanted to like share all that stuff with people, but also I managed to have a really good time. Like the social media portion didn't take over me enjoying my stay. And I love that because I want to get better at that. Cause also it's nice. It's like you have a digital scrapbook now. For sure. And I just, now I'm thinking about like longevity of like, you could show your kids, this, your kids, kids could show like, their kids like it's just so like cool like you it's definitely a digital scrapbook and also like at the end of the year because i know you're gonna make an end of the year rep and like you have some stuff for like every month yeah so that's so exciting it's it's exciting it's just it was a really really good trip and i feel like the travel bug has bit me and then i want to do something else like i'm like where am i going next like is it chicago Mm -hmm. like y'all tell me i'm honestly staying in the u.s probably this year and also that's cool with so many cool places to travel in america um but i'm hoping next year to get a little bit more international so mm-hmm. that's where we at good stuff yeah Glad so you had a great time let us know your favorite place of vacation let us know the favorite the best vacation you've ever taken like we what did you know. do there what'd you do where'd you eat like let us know where'd you lay your head all right, now let's get into toast for us, sis. This week, we want to toast to Cardi's new baby, Wave. <laughs> what a cutie pie. Culture reloaded right there. He's so That's so crazy. That's a dream of mine, is to have the same baby multiple times. That is so cute. Like, I mean, people be being smart. Like, that's happened when you got the same mom and dad. But it's like, not always. Yeah. There are a lot of kids who have the same parents. And they don't look that much alike. Like mm-hmm. how Rumi and Blue Ivy essentially look just alike. That, yep. That's just a genetic thing. Like that's yep, just. They look just alike. <sighs> I love it so much. So shout out to Wave who looked like he dropped out the hottest album of 2022 <laughs> in all his pictures. Um, also want to give a shout out to two Coachella um, people who just. I hate to talk to mom, who just rocked the house down. And that's <laughs> Doja Cat and Isaiah Rashad. <laughs> they rocked the house down. They really did. Also, like, it was so crazy that I thought Doja Cat was the headliner. Like, when I was just watching, like, the clips of Coachella, I thought she was the headliner. Um, how she was rocking it down. Um, also, I didn't even, I forgot because I haven't followed Coachella, like not to sound like that hive member, but I haven't followed Coachella since Beyonce. Yeah, um, same. And I forgot the Coachella is two weeks, which is like, as, as somebody who's 30, that sounds like an absolute nightmare. Even when I wasn't 30, <laughs> that sounded like a nightmare to me. But I'm just like, Doja Cat ate down. Also, Isaiah Rashad, like, addressing those, like, in front of uh, thousands of people, like, you know, being like, yup, I heard exactly what y'all said. Because, like, you know, back in the day, and, like, people would, like, because, you know, it was, you know, people like Ruth Vandross, rest in peace. But, like, you know, um, different artists, it was always, like, gay allegations against them. And, no, it was just, like, whispers. Like, nobody ever said anything. But I guess Isaiah Rashad is different because there was, like, video proof. And, um, 
he uh, addressed it. He yeah. addressed it, but he didn't address it. You know what I, I mean? I thought it was so funny that people were on Twitter like, so is he gay or not? And I was like, exactly. Yeah, it's and I'm like, your, like, let's make it not your fucking business again to know what people have not shared with you. Um, but I do love what that what he did is he he reclaimed his time mm-hmm. and he was just like, I heard everything y'all said, and it's my business. And also do the math. He was in a video with three men. And if he wanted so, to be anywhere with you, four, it's just like, so what? People don't owe it, you a title or name. Because, like, that's sometimes people don't not say their sexuality simply because they are hiding something. Sometimes they don't say because they're figuring it out. And or maybe be, he was having fun. Y'all never just had having fun a good like ass time. Like, say you're just having a good time and you're like, I don't even feel like learning like what I am right now. I'm just, what I am is fun. That's what I am. So it's just <laughs> you like, you sound fun to me. Let people leave people alone, like, and stop assuming that everything is on the down low. Like, everybody's sex life is on the down low when you really think about it. It's not your business. Stop trying to make everything a scandal just because it's a man being with other men. Like, it's simply not your business. And it's uh, just normalize it and stop sensationalizing a man being with other men because that in itself is homophobic. Mm -hmm. Like, stop. Leave, just leave that man alone and let him do what he want to do. He was having a, he was having fun. Exactly. That, that's not a crime. And it looked like fun. It did. <laughs> Let's get into tea time. I hate to do this to y'all, but we're going to start tea time off talking about Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And hopefully this is the last time. I don't think it will be, unfortunately, but planting the seed. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I keep on seeing his face in my head, and it's just like one time I accidentally was uh, seeing somebody that looked like Elon Musk. Oh my God. (laughs) This is so scary. So, somebody just followed me, right? And Mm -hmm. Twitter gave me a warning saying that their account was restricted. Mm -hmm. And right now, the only person that they follow, the only people that they follow are Disney, Jack Harlow, Reptiles Magazine and Elon Musk. And I just said his name and he just bought Twitter. And you're going to jail. <laughs> That's terrifying. I literally just said his name and then I just feel like this troll account just popped up. Burn it! <laughs> what I'm about to do is not only delete this app off my phone, but to get rid of my phone because that was very, like, I'm not even lying. That was petrifying. Like, please. What I was about to say is Elon Musk has bought Twitter. Um, and there, for some reason, a lot of people are just concerned about the richest man in the world owning one of the most powerful social platforms in the world. With intellectual property on it. Like, how dare we think about it? <laughs> Especially when this man, like, is talking about freedom of speech, but there hasn't been any examples of how he has done that well within his own business <laughs> being as though as we speak, there's like black employees at Tesla talking about how isolating their experience was. So it's like, Hmm, why are you now thinking that you are like a pioneer for freedom of speech when you don't have the best track record for making safe spaces for people? And I guess a lot of people don't think of freedom of speech and safe spaces in the same way, but it's like, you can't have freedom of speech so free that people can harass others. 
Mm-hmm. And so like some folks are like, let's see what he's going to do. Like maybe he's going to make this a really, really great experience for all of the users. Right. Let's that just see, right. <laughs> let's just see <laughs> if he takes, cause like, honestly, I, I'm really, maybe I'm ignorant. I don't see a problem with Twitter the way it is now. <laughs> It's funny. It's funny now. I know. I said you can see boobies. You can post boobies. There's nothing wrong with Twitter (laughs) besides the people who are on there, and they're the same people who in real life. So it's like, ah, that's about right. Like I really don't have no problem with Twitter. Like everybody's like it's censorship, and I'm like, okay, yes, I got blocked one time for calling Sabria an N word with the hard er. Yes, I did. Um, but it was a misunderstanding. They was just trying. It was a huge misunderstanding. We're both inward. They didn't know. They thought I was harassing her. And I was like, this is fucked up, but also good job. Like catching it. Like, you know, <laughs> this was fucked up, but good job, you know, for catching it. And I was writing them. I'm like, God, you don't understand. Like I'm black. They said you're suspended for 48 hours. But, um, so I just don't feel like I get what the huge issue is now, but I guess like right now, vaccine misinformation is being flagged. Certain things about voting fraud is being flagged. And I'm like, isn't that good? And, um, the people, some people believe it's not. They believe that even if you're flagging words, it limits people's freedom of speech because who gets to decide what misinformation is? Yeah, I'm about to say, well, why do people need to say, like, that stuff is rightfully so. It needs to be flagged. Like, I don't know if you, I don't think you saw Iman, but it's this rapper, his name, N-L-E Chopper, uh, Chopper. Yeah. He is talking about selling tea leaves, the BBL strand. Um, then he was talking about making one to cure autism and dwarfism. And his tweet was not flagged. Um, that should be flagged. Stuff like that should be flagged. Too, like, I think that with freedom of speech, people need to also consider like the education level of most folks in America specifically. I know Twitter mm-hmm. is a global platform, but like I can speak for Americans when I say that like most people don't have what it takes to be able to decide what is correct and what's not. They don't know what like a lot of these blogs and stuff like that, they can weaponize words like a source said and alleged mm-hmm. because they know that there are gonna be some people who just one, they wanna believe it because it's drama. They wanna believe it. It feels good to have drama and regardless of if it's true, they'll just spread it like wow they, Hello, they'll spread it. Rihanna, what yeah. happened like last week? That was terrible. Or even the thing with Jada Pinkett, like they said she allegedly didn't agree with Will and people were like this bitch is crazy and I'm like well wait a minute. It said alleged and if you really think about it, it was just waiting for things to get quiet so they could be like oh let's add some more fire. Let's mm-hmm. let's, wep- let's uh, vilify you know Jada a little bit more but the thing is people don't have the range to really sit like in my in my life I've seen people I know not have the range to sit back and ponder and be like is this the truth like my little brother was not getting a vaccine for some time until he got bullied by my mom into going (laughs) to do it but it was purely based on things he saw on Facebook and that's because he's not he he didn't have a wit to actually be like, how do I, a lot of people don't know what research is, what a credible, like 
source is. People don't know what those are. So a place like Twitter does need to be policed. Uh, like a lot of things need to be less free, if you ask me. Yeah. And like, if you look, so say somebody posts an article on Twitter and you go to retweet it to make a compliment, it'll say like, it'll a thing will pop up like, do you, are you sure? Do you want to read, read this, this first? Yeah. yeah. Have you read it first? Um, and I feel like something like that is important because there are times where I've seen people retweet articles, make commentary. Um, they, they make commentary based on what the headline is. I open the article, I look, and I'm like, wait, these are two separate things. Like, yeah. and it'll have like thousands of likes, like a bunch of retweets and stuff like that. So I'm like, again, like you say, mom, like some things do need to be a little less, you know, free. There needs to be some law and order here. Sorry, not to sound conservative, but there yeah. definitely <laughs> needs to be some order because, um, like, why would you, like, I'm sorry, like maybe because I'm pro vaccine or, you know, whatever, but like to say like, like absurd things about vaccines and like people taking that as the truth, is like that is so scary because sometimes these people work in healthcare as well. Yeah, they be the worst ones. I'm sorry, the people who they work do. in healthcare. You like what the hell? Um, but I, I just I'm a little concerned, but I also feel like what you were saying earlier. That person I sent you on Twitter is a person who just started randomly following me. I just I saw it. That's really scary. Um, yeah, so. I like you said earlier, I think once you've kind of cycled through a few social platforms, you become less emotionally invested in things like this. Yeah, because I really don't care. I'm just like, all right, if I if things go to shit and I'm not feeling Twitter no more, I'm like, thank God. Like finally I'm released from the shackles of social media. I have been on social media since I was like eleven years old. I'm like, it ends today. Like I feel like it ends and I will feel free. But it's always gonna be something new. Um, but as I get older, will I be into it as much as, you know, this one? I probably won't. Um, because yeah, I feel like, cause like I left Tumblr because I wasn't, you know, into it. It just was whatever. And then like some parts of Twitter remind me of Tumblr. So I'm like, if this, if I don't like the way it's going and like people start bouncing and I decide to bounce, like, um, I might, you know or bounce accordingly um but there are you know there are some good things and like opportunities i see like as a um not to be like huh cash money but like i see opportunities to like grow and like um as a brand and start branding myself and like start like trying to do stuff like actually like you know um one of my mutuals was just at the twitter headquarters and like that kind of like inspired me and i'm like oh shit like maybe i can like you know i gotta get my followers up but i'm like maybe i can you know do a little something something give them some input or whatever um but i doubt that i'll be invited to the headquarters now because i have made hella tweets about elon musk i'm talking about him right (laughs) now so as i said that i really just thought about it and but who knows um um i know that it was a long time goal of mine to like maybe work there but um i'm just gonna say a lot of people i know who did work there stopped working there within the last two weeks (laughs) so yeah i don't really know what that means um but i know it's a lot of people who probably are nervous about what this means for their job and it's probably it's like twitter is such a big company that 
there could be a bruncher right now who works for Twitter. So if you are working for them, like Godspeed, like I hope it's not, I hope that this is one of those things where it seems a lot worse than what it is. Yeah. Cause like, I, hope. I mean, I, I know with the Tumblr thing, it was like really bad because they were, they were flagging everything like as inappropriate like it was crazy because at first i was like because first people were like upset because they're like oh no more porn like whatever and i was like you know whatever like it doesn't really need to be like free porn on this website but then they started like for instance um i was telling email before we got on here um i still have my old tumblr up because i use it as an archive so like if i want to pull something for inference for um inspiration or i want to be like oh this garment or this something whatever came out this year or whatever so i have like a bunch of tags and stuff that i like pull from for from for referencing and stuff so um every time i go back to like look at something as a reference or anything literally it's the image is blocked like it's like this image has been removed and like or sometimes it'll be like oh this image is up for um like not up for the, it's up for something like review i'll click it and it's like a picture of like somebody in a mini skirt with like sand, with a sandals and i'm like how does this end up because she's being a slut it's like a mew mew it's like a mew mew like uh like sandals and like a cute like pleated mini skirt like knees showing it's just knees and toes showing and they're like this is my grandma my grandma and when I- she see my facebook she like Mm-mm, flag it <laughs> ridiculous so like and like a lot of people like i'm not the only one because i got the idea from other people a lot of people do use their old tumblers and stuff as archives to pull from references and i think that's really cool to be able to do that um but it's like when you go back to pull your references it's like are really <laughs> not really it's because flag because they're showing elbows like <laughs> so like it's, it's turning me on so it's gotta <laughs> it's gotta go so i don't know if twitter will go in that direction because um maybe it work in their favor because elon musk i know he's a dirty man Ooh. um <laughs> oh my god so i feel like it won't go left that way but like there is there's a reason why there are people who are like leaving I'm scared to say how I really feel after what just happened, to be honest, with that random like <laughs> troll account following me as soon as I mentioned his ass name. I feel like he got time to do shit like tap into conversations, and I feel like he know how to do it. Like I feel like he just got the power to tap in. Yeah, he's a very nasty man. A very nasty squatty. Just... <laughs> I feel like his the first thing he did was go into the headquarters and be like, hey, I know y'all got some spyware let's just get cracking with like and yeah, i just like, hate when every evil, joke about me <laughs> i hate when evil people real smart i can't stand it or they just, have a lot of money but he both he's like a freakishly smart person but also a freak like some people aren't smart at all like donald trump was an idiot but, the thing is he's he don't like when it comes to like trolling and all that stuff like that he like he gets it but then he don't but like technical stuff, like when somebody is like robot smart, yeah, it's like I don't like that because that's a lot of destruction. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm gonna move on. I just feel like you're not supposed to like. With him. Oh, sorry. I just looked at my on Tumblr and my draft to see. I use it as an archive, and I just found our first episode. It's a sunken place soup episode oh. one. 
so cute. And now we episode 194. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, we're almost at 200. What the hell? I think and I'm gonna... And this post has 197 notes. Oh my goodness. Like, like... But you was popping on Tumblr, so I'm not shocked. I was definitely... But it's funny because I look back. This this isn't my... I used to have like 12,000 followers. This is an old one. I got. I told y'all I got ran off Tumblr, so I didn't really know how to... You know, it was fun when I was keeping to myself. But then as soon as I started running my mouth, they ate me right up. I said, oh, all right, my bad. They ran... My goodness, it's so easy to run me off of social networks because I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> as soon as people start attacking me, that's why I don't retweet and say nothing bad about nobody. Because after they've killed me over DC Young Fly on Twitter, I said, you know what? Let me just shut the. I actually don't give a fuck about none of these yeah, people yeah. to be fighting for my life like this in these comments. Like, no. Um, all right, so let's move on to the red table talk. It's coming back, essentially. It's coming back. Um, and I um hate to be messy, but can't wait. <laughs> I wanna know who the, who can the first guest be. It should um, be um I feel like I feel like Jada would probably do something like make herself the first guest. Um, yeah. I mean it, she should, to be honest with you. Like she really should make herself th- so this all started when she um she addressed this in her story. She said that after the Will Smith uh, Oscar slap, that she's been considering a lot over the last few weeks. The Smith family has been focused on deep healing. And she says some of the discoveries around our healings will be shared at the table when the time calls. Until then, the table will continue offering itself to power, inspiring, and healing testimonies like that are incredibly impressive first guests. Um, the episode then cut to a pre-taped segment featuring Pankett Smith, her daughter, Will Smith, and her mother, Adrian. The episode was purposely taped before the Oscars debacle and included special guest Janelle Monet. So Janelle Monet seems to be the first guest, but it will be a pre-recorded uh, mm. episode. So that's, you know, probably... It was really great that they waited because I wouldn't have wanted anything involving Janelle Monet to be subject to scandal because she just has been such the opposite of scandalous mm-hmm. and has given us way too much for her name to ever be associated with anything negative. So I'm happy that things have blown over and it is a pre-taped situation. So maybe that can kind of like readjust before they get back into it because at some point people are going to have to move on. Like they cannot hide forever. Will Smith has to be in another movie. Like why? <laughs> Come on, let's not get crazy here. And yeah, and he probably like contractually obligated to be in something. Yeah, just some time got to blow over, and it's just like I hate to be like this, but niggas get slept every day. Be like, it's just they do like give it a rest. If oh, he slapped me, brother. I'll be over it by now. I ain't gonna lie. If I got slapped on stage as an Oscars, I'm like, all right. Y'all making it worse by like keep talking about it. Like just move on. And his and his mom gonna say when he slapped us, he slapped me. He slapped Girl, all of no, us. No, he I'm did like, not. I'm like now. Now, first of all, your old ass probably be dead. But Ooh. one, two. <laughs> according to everybody, hey, hey, it's Chris. You was whipping his ass. <laughs> I ain't never seen because, this woman a day in my life. Now all of a sudden she wanna they wanna put her in front of a microphone. Like And the only reason alone. why I said that too is because if he said me, I would be happy. Yeah, 
So I'm not saying it to be shady. I'm saying it as, as speaking from experience. You use being shady. <laughs> no, I probably I probably passed the hell away. <laughs> if somebody slapped me and then they hold it like that, I'm definitely going to hospital because I realize I'm very fragile. Like I, my body would go stiff. I would hook. Especially if I didn't brace for it, please. <laughs> Usually, I know when a hit come in and I prepare myself. But if somebody really caught me off guard, the hit dog will holler. All right. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, when he slept, Chris, he slept all. Of- he really did not. Like, girl, he slept. Chris Rock. That's all. Maybe your family felt that way. But as a as a unit, as a black pe- people, the thing is, if it was somebody else, like, say he slept with Peter Nyong'o. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been hot. I'd have been like, you slapped all of us for sure because she's not somebody you slept, but I felt like there was the division for a reason. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was the anytime somebody gets slapped in the face and there's division, then that you have to question how good of a person like your son is. If he, again, if he would have just slept like um Denzel Washington, everybody would have been like, damn, his career really over. Like yeah. it would have been no division, but you know. It was <laughs> honestly, I I mean he's been there before, but I still had my reservations. Like, why was he there? Who? But Chris Rock. <laughs> oh, because he get the shocking job on that stage and make white people laugh. That's why he's there. I was really wondering why. I said, um, there's room for everybody. <laughs> All right. So the red t- the tables were back. Oh, by the way, Saria, when I was reading it, a thing about what she was like, what she was saying, mm-hmm. uh. Doesn't it feel like she makes it like the red table has a power? She says yeah, some of the discoveries around our healing will be shared at the table. And then what was the last thing? Um, until then, the table will continue offering itself to power, inspiring and healing testimonies like that of our incredibly impressive first guest. I feel like, is it the table? Or the is it him? They're going to scared me. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the table that made Will slap Chris? Stop, before somebody write an article about it. I'm just going to leave y'all with one question, and that's, is it the table? All right, so the next topic is going to be Megan Thee Stallion. So Megan Thee Stallion sat down with Gail, and I just feel so bad for this girl. How many times does she have to tell this trauma? I just think that like Megan Thee Stallion is so strong. Like she is really, really unbelievably strong because I would never be able to deal with the loss of my mother, the loss of my grandmother getting shot and then talking about it. Her father too. And her father, like I would not be able to deal with that much loss, that trauma of being shot the trolls like i get to a point where it's like no matter what i say people just aren't going to believe me so i'm not going to say anything but Mm -hmm. i feel like she's doing the right thing and for for not just herself but for any woman or person who has been impacted by like domestic violence or violence Mm -hmm. in general and someone's just blatantly lying she's pushing back and she has Mm -hmm. reasons to be afraid because the person who shot her is free he's Mm -hmm. out he's roaming the streets he's doing little nasty things to kind of like um get her scared and to shut her up as she keeps discredit her keeps talking and there are a lot of men who who don't 
actually, or a lot of, it's not even just men, because I've been seeing so, there's so many people out here who actually don't care what happened. They just want to call her a liar. They want to look for holes in her story. And that is just so insane to me. That's just so insane to me. And it's like, each time, you know, there there's another layer of sadness that comes with when she shares what happened to her. It is. And also, like, there, I have never seen something that has so much proof that people still be like, but it's just, literally, it's so much proof that I feel like at this point I was at the crime scene. Yeah, like, what, why, since when do we just simply not believe i mean people really are just like well it's one person's word over the other but she got shot that's the thing she got who shot her then i also um found this little like slide deck thing from a complex and it's very easy very high level to read this says five things we learned from megan the stallion's interview with gail king and the first thing it says is Meg says Tori offered one million dollar in exchange for her silence. First mm. of all, like we were saying earlier, that's chump change. Yeah, no, you shot me, and you want me to one million. Do you understand? Some people get paid one million dollars just to be quiet about like an inappropriate conversation, and you want me to like get over you shooting me? Like you need to be in jail. Do you understand? It's not just about you, the, the public knowing. It's like you were going to hurt somebody else. Like you need exactly. to be in prison. Not, yeah, like you need to, like, because I really, like, I really, like, I do believe that, like, you know, abolish prison and stuff like that. But you, some people just make it so hard. I don't believe in a necessarily abolish prison as change much as it, like the change in yeah, the rehabilitated because yeah, rehabil- yeah, that's a little too idealistic for me. Some people are dark, and I don't want them free. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They can't just be roaming the streets, you know. Like they are, they will hurt. They do things like this that's just like unexplainable. Why would you shoot somebody? And even in that interview, Megan just kept. She's like, he shot me for no reason. He shot me for no reason. Like, and it's a shame because she was like, I didn't yell, I didn't raise my voice. And like, um, you know, somebody else was saying, and this is true, like, just because you yell and you raise your voice do not mean somebody should shoot you. Yeah, but I think she was saying that to say that there was like Mm -hmm. no reason. Like, yeah, 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 no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know, yeah, but I'm just like, damn, like it's I get what she was saying. Like, I didn't yell. I didn't raise my voice at him. I wasn't disrespectful. It was normal friend shit until he decided to shoot some. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. a crazy thing to do. Um, then it says, Meg says she and Tori did not have an intimate relationship. I did not have a sexual relationship with Tori. He's trying to play this card. But the thing is, like, Tori, nobody believes that narrative because of how you look. Like, you look like <laughs> and- a little ass donkey. Nobody, nobody bought that storyline i'm sorry like look at the men she fucked with they all men real niggas i think she was trying to have fun with you before she knew you was a weirdo exactly and also 
just because y'all did have that relationship so what are you saying like if y'all did have a sexual relationship you it was a more reason why you shit it was okay to shoot her that's what i feel like he's saying but remember from his side he's saying i didn't shoot her at all the reason she's mad is because i'm with her friend i was with her friend and stuff he's he's creating this dynamic where i didn't shoot anybody she's just mad because i didn't (laughs) choose her and it's like you're not that nigga to be trying to put that storyline out there you're not that yeah 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 like you're spinning top head ass. Like people know that you're not the person to have that much power. You don't do shit like that. Mm-mm. <sighs> you're not. You're not carrying it that way at all. Meg explains why she lied about stepping on glass. I was lying to protect all of us, and she said this from the beginning that she. I don't get that, but I also have never been shot, and I guess she was just scared that the police were going to hurt all of them. And it's just like, who am I to question why she said what she said? After she got shot. Because also, when you're scared, sometimes you say it, you just, your logic is gone. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, your logic is gone. And also, she probably was thinking about, like, how, um because when she got shot, it was, like, the height of, um George like, when Floyd. the police, yeah, was doing all that. So, she probably was <laughs> hyper vigilant and thinking that way. Yeah. And, or, like, do they even care about me? Like, they'll shoot all of us here. Mm-hmm. Um, then she says uh, text messages were found from Meg's best friend Kelsey telling security help Tori shot Meg that one right there Kel- what a rotten apple how you be somebody right hand what could have possibly changed Nasty what had, like because that was supposed to be her right hand like what could have happened for you to di- for one second text help Tori shot Meg and then you know <sighs> That is so nasty. Like, was it really worth it? Was was it worth like people be rotten? People be rotten. And I feel like Megan is so into fun sometimes that she may not be the best judge of character. You know? Yeah, and also she was saying that it was at a time where she was looking for fa- like she was looking for family. Yeah. Because you know, she didn't have that. So she was looking for, you know, just you know, some people like everybody grieves differently like some people dive into work some people like you know uh dive into substances and some people just want to non-stop have fun like non-stop have fun and just don't worry about it just be around good time you soon soon the people Mm -hmm. got them because they know what you've been through so it's like Mm -hmm. that's what i be thinking sometimes oh they know what i've been through so they know they're gonna look out for me and it's just like that ain't that don't be the case a lot of times Mm -hmm. and meg still has a bullet fragment in her foot she says i'm the victim and i'm happy that she's there she can say that out loud like Mm -hmm. i'm the one who was attacked like people are attacking the victim of a violent crime it's so sick I think that like it's our responsibility to continue to talk about it like as this Mm -hmm. whole thing continues to play out like I just feel like it's our responsibility to keep talking about it not just with her but when black women are harmed because people put black women through so much hell Mm -hmm. when we are talking about our pain and like shit that's happened to us and it's not okay like it's just not okay and we know that if it's not other black women we damn near don't have anybody else to, to ever stand up yep it's true and usually black women stand up for each other mm-hmm. usually so, yeah, sometimes i need the case but you know we'll continue to be on top of it um hopefully prison is next for a certain somebody um 
All right, so let's get into the sunken place now. This week, the sunken place is is future. All right, we ain't been picking with future in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) It's been years since he's been in the sunken place because he has been minding his business. He mind not picking with him. (laughs) We've been leaving him alone. I feel like we've been beating up on Lil Boozy. uh, Lil Boozy, that's him, right? His name Lil Boozy. Yeah. Well, we've been beating up on him and the baby and T.I. so bad, like, on rotation. Like, they've been triangulating in and out of the sunken yeah, place. Yeah, we've been like... Yep. I be, hold him. Hold him down. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's back to the basics. Back to future. <laughs> so with a recent... In, there was a recent interview um, with future um, with GQ and a bunch of celebrity friends, high profile celebrity friends were asking him questions, uh, just random ones. Uh, so Julia Fox asked him, hi future. Do you want more kids? She was shady as shit for asking it. He goes, <laughs> yes, by my wife. If I ever get married, you know what I'm saying? I want to have kids by my wife. Of course it could be like three. Because I never had more than one kid by a girl. So, like, if I had two by, and it's, like, more than I had. So, I feel like it was more special. What? That is so sick-minded. So think- many levels. You get you a fresh have start. about 11 kids. You have about 11 kids. And what did he just do with one of those 11 kids, Iman? So he has seven children, right? Seven, sorry. Seven, 11, and round. <laughs> so he has seven children. And recently, this for some reason, he's just giving this one girl hell, Eliza Rain. Um, not only did he, does he, is, is she taking him to court right now for child support, which is, which he's trying to get dropped. He hasn't seen her and or wished her a happy birthday. She just turned three years old. And I believe there was a paternity test to now prove this is your child. You can't, how are you going to get mad? And she said that. She said, it's one thing to hate me because I don't care. But to not wish your child a happy birthday. And she was like, y'all need to stop worshiping this clown. And I'm like, at the end of the day, when does it become acceptable, uh, unacceptable to know somebody don't take care of his kids, to know that somebody is putting a woman through hell? It is scientifically proven that this is a child. So he has had sex with this woman. He has. And he's evading his responsibility, but still holding on to the fact that, oh, I, I'm going to give my wife and those kids the dream life. No, you've started seven families and you haven't been able to complete them. So why do you now think that you can have that fucking Brady Bunch as life uh, with somebody else? Like, wh- I don't get it. Mental illness. Men always... <laughs> you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh because they want you to have peanut butter and jelly, but they don't be having the bread. And um, <laughs> take that how you want. <laughs> huh? Off the dome with it. <laughs> but you know no, what I, I mean? I get it though. I get it. I get it. They be wanting you to have all the things, but they don't have the things. Yeah, exactly. And all the and the things that he doesn't have is free time. 
he don't have free time or interest <laughs> or interest and the yeah. thing is if you have like it's no way that all of them kids are getting the affection and attention that they need especially with the fact that he just didn't wish one of his daughter's happy birthday and take taking um your beef with the mom out on the kids and just like selecting the kids that you want to put your all into and all that stuff like that. Like, I'm sorry, you don't deserve that. You don't deserve a, 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 a wonderful wife and those kids. <laughs> mean as shit. You don't deserve a wonderful wife. I think he want a wife like how Wanda was in WandaVision in the first episode. She's like, hi, honey. Would you like me to bake you some bread? Exactly. That's what I think, too. I feel like he wants that. And I feel like he wants, like, robot children. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he wants, like, like again, like WandaVision. Like, he want to turn her on. Turn her off. He done. Turn the kids on. Hey, Dad, how's it doing? Turn the kids off. Like, he turned him off. The, uh, the screen come in color. He put a chain on and go back outside. It's like, <laughs> you're like that's not how family that's what works. He wants. And like, I was just talking to Sabria about. Uh, I don't know if y'all listen to Jasmine Sullivan's new, like the deluxe version of her latest album, but she does this thing where she has women like talk right before a song. So right before the song "Selfish Love," um, there was a woman talking about how she had this relationship with this guy, and he wanted to be. Like she was all up in his world, but he didn't want to be in her world. And she realized he just wanted the easiest parts of a relationship. And mm-hmm. like, I have felt that I've experienced people that was like, they only like me for the value that I've added. I added to their life. And the woman said there was no balance. And she said, she started to feel like ashamed. And eventually she said, I got angry. And that's when I realized you can't have none of me until you can accept all of me. Exactly. And- or like somebody that only wants you when you're good. And I feel like that's his thing. Like he wants somebody when they're good. And like, he didn't say it, but I feel like he probably even want a woman. What He implied it. He probably want a woman with no kids. And I think like, cause he talked about three with my wife. It's like, but I also feel like he, what Sierra, what he did with Sierra was probably the closest thing he probably can ever get to like a commitment type of thing. And I'm just like, it's not just about future. It's about the future like type. It's like about, mm-hmm. it's an army of it futures is. out in this world. And it's like, they just don't, they want, they like the idea of things, but they won't fix themselves in order to actually get the things. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that's something like my dad is always talking about, like fix yourself. But, before you start trying to get all these things, like fix yourself. And the thing is, you're not going to be ever 100% like perfect, but you want to be able to work on those things. And also, um, how put the word I'm looking for Like self-awareness, yeah. like be aware of those that I feel like he is just, well, not even like this is like, again, like Iman said is beyond like the future and this the future type. And like from the type that we know, those type of guys that we know, they um don't have that self-awareness Mm-mm. like they even turn it around and try to convince you that you're the problem like you have stuff to work on and you're like literally all i want is love yeah, like that's really all for I- too much <laughs> you're like all i at the very core i want love and i want to be loved but then they switch it around and make it seem like Needy. you that's 
me and like you acting ridiculous. You are acting so <laughs> beyond. Like you acting so ridiculous. Maybe if you like, just sat down and, and took what I gave you, a man would actually want to like you know give you more. And this is like. Oh, okay. Exactly. And like, always like, I guess like in that type, like be aware of like when they say like what I want and they are not either, they're not describing you or like not, um, taking in consideration, um, like what you want. Yeah. Um, like Iman was saying earlier about the girl saying like the guy wasn't in her world. Like is that type of thing. It's like, they literally are just like so in their head that they don't see anything beyond like any like their own ass like watch out for just, that selfish love name it it's not normal and it's just like good people don't deserve that like don't don't i feel like we all can become victims of selfish love like we all can become victims of people who just kind of want want shit their way and they're not willing to, to play by the rules or sacrifice anything and that's the thing mm-hmm. when in all relationships require sacrifice your friendships your family and especially romance because it's just one of those relationships that is just so intimate and so unique from others mm-hmm. that it requires a level of sacrifice it does Mm-hmm. And you a little bit more sensitive, too. Yeah, for sure. A lot more sensitive mm-hmm. in that way. So watch out for them futures. I was just saying earlier, like, I know I get the appeal. I get the appeal. But we all have to wage a war to not become another baby mom of future. <laughs> not just in like It's one thing to be a baby mom. That guy, who I don't care. But to be future <laughs> baby mom, like, we, it's our responsibility as women. Do not your to due do diligence. It. Like, do it, don't. please. Be a good American. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. Be a good American. <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel like on some presidential shit, like the war on being future's baby mom, we got to Like, we got to win it. Like, because he is, uh, he's out here populating the world. It ends today. Now. <laughs> right now. Take a stand. <laughs> stand for something. <laughs> All right. Let's get into this common sense, shall we? Yeah. All right. So um, shout out. So let's give the writer a name. Um, Apple. All right. So Apple. I'm you obsessed know. with that name right now, by the way. You know, so funny. We were playing a game where we had to give somebody a word and they had to find out. They had to find a song with that word in there. And mm-hmm. I, I gave somebody the word Apple. And they was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, people, like, was making fun of Gwyneth Paltrow for naming her daughter that. But, like, looking at it now, like, that's so cute. First of all, there's nothing Gwyneth Paltrow can do that's wrong, in my opinion. So, let's just let's just stop that for, for a second. Um, so, Apple it is. All right, Apple, thanks for writing us. Apple said, hi, Iman, Sabria, and fellow brunchers. Am I too naive? To dive right in, I've never had a boyfriend. It was it was until I was in college that I actually went on a couple of dates with guys, but nothing serious. So this year, I wanted to make it my mission to go on more dates because I want to experience romance. So I downloaded a few dating apps and was talking to guys around my age. I'm 22 and went on a date with one of them. One day, I decided to increase my age range just out of curiosity and started swiping. I matched with a guy and started talking to him because he seemed nice. He messaged on the app, then transitioned to texting. 
oh, sorry, we messaged on the app, then transitioned to texting and eventually FaceTime. The only thing is that he's 54 years old. Looking at this objectively, I could see why my friends think he's kind of suspect for even talking to a woman as young as me. Also, it doesn't help that I look young. For example, last year when I got my hair done for my college graduation, the stylist at the salon thought I was talking about graduating from middle school. However, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think the age gap can appear odd, but isn't but is it possible for him to not be a creep slash predator? Am I just too naive? Thank you, a girl who loves brunch. Apple, congratulations on your recent college graduation. Yes, um, beautiful. That's huge. That's huge. And also, thank you for writing us in and for following the directions. We said, give us mess, give us juice, and you gave us both. So You did. You delivered you. back with a punch. And, th- and these commas, wow, you did not miss. Like, this was a really, <laughs> really great, like, it was just a grammatical masterpiece so shout out to you grad things she said let me put this shit to use (laughs) so um yes so before we explicitly answer just like the question we wanted to just take you down you know a little road called memory lane um and we wanted to talk about some of the times we've dated people older than us and people Mm -hmm. younger than us and just our thoughts on age gaps um and of course judgment-free zone so you know it's okay you know legally this is not wrong right from like a legal end but there are some things to consider and we'll we'll go through all that so what are our thoughts on dating older people just as a general rule so um i believe that i was your age um apple i was either 22 23 um, when I actually was, um, I went, I was talking to, and I went on a date with a man that was like that exact age of the guy that you're seeing right now. Um, I had a different motive. <laughs> I was, because in my mind, um, at that age, that young, I'm like, oh, like this person can take care of me. Like this person is going to be X, Y, Z because they're significantly older than me. So I had, I know the motive that I had. And at that age, I felt like people that age, the like 50, stuff like that, was talking to girls in their 20s. I feel like they had the, they knew the deal. And I felt like they wanted somebody, you know, they could take care of, they could like money to, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And when it happened, I'm like, oh, this was too easy because it was super easy. Um, and I'm like, oh, I didn't expect it to be this easy, whatever. Like, I don't know, you know, if this don't work out with him, bam, I'm on the next one. So, um, I went on a date with him and I slowly realized why he, um, was attracted to me, um, at 23 at his age. Um, it came, it was very apparent to me that he was just maybe intimidated by women, his own age, or he, um, he just didn't have the range to be around women his age um he was never married um he was in his 50s and he had roommates um he (laughs) did not mean to say you sorry (laughs) um he uh 
he had, he had roommates, um, didn't have a steady job, did wasn't really interested in one. <laughs> Sorry, I can see Iman <laughs> just making things where like you try not to laugh, but her face is like um he uh was very his the, his communication style was very weird. Um he wanted me to like basically bow down to him um in a sense like he wanted me to uh like constantly compliment him always text him good morning like and i was like like 22 20, like that is peak i don't give a fuck year like i don't care like i'm having fun and he was trying to be like young lady like get get together and i just was like <laughs> you fucking loser i'm not doing nothing you say exactly so <laughs> It, even at that age, I can just tell, I was like, it is apparent that, because in my mind, and again, I don't know your, the the bigger picture, like, of your situation and what's going on with people, but I feel like, I'm sorry, I'm, like, jumping around here, but I feel like when somebody is that age, you have to look at why this person tricked, because I knew why. I went after him and like I know like people are like oh that's evil whatever but so what any like who cares I was a 22 year old girl like who cares like <laughs> like so what be a girl do crimes be crazy like no and it was a deal it was a deal and he like, exactly you know because I mean? I'm like you know what's up like I'm 20 I'm 22 I'm 20 uh, 22 23 just graduated out of college like I was like at my fittest like I'm like I'm hot like I'm funny like whatever I'm like you know the deal like you want to be seen with me yeah and I knew in my mind that it was a weird situation um and I was seeking it out. I was, but um, but the thing fun. is, it was fun. But I'm like, why are you seeking it out? Like, it made me question him because I'm like, okay, and this, you know, if we're doing like good and bad, I know that I'm what I'm doing is evil, but you are even eviler because <laughs> <laughs> you're not holding up your end of the bargain. Exactly. And then the reason why you are going after me and you feel comfortable coming after me is because you think that since I'm in my early 20s, I'm going to be impressed. I'm going to be impressed because you got a car. I'm going to be impressed because because <laughs> you're wearing a taxi hat. Like, I'm going to be impressed. Like, you think that, like, because you live, because he lived in a nice part of the city, but he had like three other, like, I'll never forget that shit, y'all. Like, not like my jaw, like, I was at that table. My jaw dropped. Wow. I remember you text me. I was like, Ugh. yeah, I think I text Yvonne like on a date. I'm like, oh my God, he got roommates with an S. I'm like, this is a, I'm like, yo, like, I, wow. But, um, but yeah, so after that, I started like really like thinking about like, and also like, I remember Iman told me like her dad said like, you know, and it like, what did your dad say again, Iman? He said, any man my age that had, should, who wants something to do with somebody your age. No, he was just saying he, no man of a certain age should want anything to do with a woman of a certain age. Like, it's just disgusting. And he always be like, if you around my daughter's age, it's just, it's just no. He exactly. essentially was just saying like, there's, there's no, there's nothing in a man who wants something from somebody that young. Yeah, because, like, you have to think about, like, what is their, like, because, like, even, like, me now, like, I am, like, 
seeing seeing somebody that's older than me, but like we are in we're the same we're in the same generation. Me and that man was not in the same generation. That no. nigga was a boomer. Yeah, he was a baby boomer. I'm he's a baby boomer. I am a millennial. I was born in a computer. This nigga had never seen a computer until he was like twenty three. I don't know how to copy and paste. Yeah. The first time he saw a computer, he was like probably twenty four. I was like nine. But anyway. literally could, and they could be like it gets it, it says something when somebody could actually be your father. Yeah, like you think about stuff like that, like when you think about stuff like the generational because like okay, where I was going was uh, I'm seeing somebody that they're older than me, but we are in the same generation. But I realized my conversation style and how I talk in like some things and how I am is totally different from theirs, and we are in the same generation. Yeah, but they're older than me, so somebody that is like 20 years older than you like six like significantly older it's like how does that conversation style go and also if this person can relate to you in your early 20s what's wrong with them yeah and i think early 20s is the emphasis like is the focus like i think that it gets to a certain age where you like say you're 30 years old if you want to date somebody 60 unusual yes but i think that I know you probably feel mature now because that's what it means to be 22 and to be out of college. You, but I'm a, I'm a grown woman, but really yeah. you are just a, you're like one step above 18. That's just what it is. Like not just from a age perspective, from like a developmental perspective, like there are mm-hmm. a lot of things that you really cannot learn no matter how mature you are until you've gone through some things until your brain has fully formed and that doesn't happen until after like a certain age it's just you know it's okay it's not bad it's not it's not wrong it's this is your youth and you know somebody that age it's just a power dynamic that I'm not saying he's a predator or creep because I don't know this man but I think it's something to be really really aware of like the power dynamics that come with being in early 22 early 20s and early 50s like there's some crazy things happening and he's i feel like he's the winner um and and from one end but i have i've said this in the past like i used to talk to older guys like honestly my entire life because i never really was able to level with people my age like even growing up I always had friends that were older. Like I would have some friends that were my age and their cut, co- their older cousins would tell them you can't sit with us. But then I would be able to sit with them friends on the steps and type, be part of their conversations because I always was a bit more mature. Like my, everyone has, had always said that about me. And because people had said that about me at such a young age, I kind of internalized that and then said, Oh, well I'm more mature than boys my age. And I should be talking to older guys and that was not right like I think that if I could do anything differently that would be the one thing I would tell myself and I'm thankful that I didn't get like taken advantage of in a way that was really really crazy but I was just going about things the wrong way like really thinking like at a young age like oh it's totally cool if somebody's like I need me a 30 year old like girl you are a teenager what are you talking about you know but I just it just came from people gassing me up making me think that I had the 
power to even date people that much older than I was. But fast forward, Shit, to I was me, gassing you up too. Yes, everybody was because mm-hmm. that's just how I was carrying it. I was a grown ass teenager, so like grown ass, not in the sense of being fresh, but just like I always thought that I was just a woman. Like I don't know. So then I fast forward to being like in my twenties, and I've had two experiences with dating or talking to guys significantly older. This one guy, oh my God, I met him. This is so embarrassing. I met him at the KFC (laughs) in New York. What's the train station in New York? I remember. Was this JFK? What's that train Um, station? Penn Station. Penn Station. I was so starving. I was vegan. I just became vegan. And I was like, yo, I don't care. I'm getting me some of them potato wedges. Like, it's just, it is what it is. So when I was there, like, it was a handsome looking older guy. I just got off of work. And when he told me how old he was, I said, I could hook you up with my mom. And he said, I don't want to talk to your mom. Like, I want to talk to you. And I was like, oh, you my mom age. And he was like, no, like, I'm trying to talk to you. This and the other. Like, he literally was put like spitting gang. He was cool. I gave this man my number. He was calling me drunk, leaving voice messages. He kept calling me, kept calling me over and over and over again. He called me and he left me this crazy voice message. And he told me, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to get what you get. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's how that guy was talking to me. And guess what? That message, I was listening to it when I was on an actual date with somebody um, who I was kind (laughs) of into, and my mouth dropped to the ground. And he was like, what happened? And I let him listen to that message, and he was crying. Like, he thought that, like, the guy I was talking to thought that that shit was the funniest thing on earth, because he literally told me, you're going to keep doing what you're doing, you're going to get what you get. (laughs) So that was one experience that was negative, and he was somebody, like Sabria said, who had to talk to me because he he was not mature enough to talk to no woman in their 50s because he was he was a drunk like you know what I mean he just mm-hmm. his mind wasn't in the right place and, and then that, that just reminded me of somebody I talked to remember that guy that old man who sent me Lauren Hill lost ones because I was um because <laughs> I didn't text him back and I literally was on a meeting. I was on a meeting on Skype with oh, somebody yeah. I mean, he and does, I was like he yeah lost one. oh so oh, he ate you <laughs> And then, um, then last summer, I actually was on my porch and this guy rolled by and he had like a, ugh, me being a material girl, he had like a nice ass like Lexus and he pulled over and was handsome. It was like talking to me and he was, but he was saying shit that was like, all right, now you would have been cool. Cause he was in his forties. Mm-hmm. I'm in my twenties. He in his forties, but he was saying shit like, Okay, cool. So how old are you again? 28? He said, oh, nice and young. He's like, yeah, I could bring you to like the cookouts and oh yeah, you know, and guess what? This is perfect for like, you know, having kids because my grandpa actually had kids with somebody 20 years younger than him. This is perfect. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, see, like it can never just, well, in my experience, it can never just be like, you're just, you just happen to be older. It's some plot and shit going on. Like they yeah, trying yeah, to like yeah. take control of the ovaries or something. And they're just trying to flex you sometimes. There's a come up. Cause that is, they wear that like a badge of honor, like a lot of mm-hmm. older. And then being able to say they they pull like a young John, and I'm also starting to notice that women do it too. Like they start to wear like, oh, I pulled a young one, like you know, mm-hmm. like a badge of honor. And it, both things you have to question what the hell's going on and who's being if manipulation is happening. You seem mm-hmm. really smart. The fact that you're even questioning this, yeah, you know, makes me feel like this is a good sign. But 
mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, we can't tell you if you're naive or not without like more context to the story. But we ha- we can say like there are a few things you can check. Like one, like would you be comfortable bringing him around your family, friends, parents? Like, and if you can't say yes to those things, what do that mean? Does do they have kids? Are those kids your age? You're 22 years old, dude. Come on, like you. I know you just said you wanted to go on dates and stuff like that, but also the thing with being with dating, it can ease. It's a slippery slope. It can. I don't even want to date nobody that I wouldn't even be comfortable with from a high level, like really getting into an entanglement with by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, commonalities. Do y'all have a lot in common? And like you were saying earlier, Sabria, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Cause yep. you 57 years old and you on TikTok, like, yo, my favorite, I'm like, what? Like you know, I can tell you right now, things have changed for me since I, beca- like, I'll be worried about insurance now. <laughs> I'll be worried about my credit score. <laughs> I'll be worried about my acid reflux. Like how much protein am I getting? How much fiber am I getting? What if, what's on auto pay? Like, I just, it's a lot to think about as you get older. So it's like also like find peace and commonalities, but also question if you y'all are the same age and y'all going mm-hmm. through the same things because developmentally he should be several, he should be really, really different from you. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you both gain from this? Because like in that Sabria situation, she mentioned that like, look, you know what time it is, run it up, open your purse. Like, you know, that's <laughs> the time it is. Like it's some sugar baby, sugar daddy thing. And you are a consenting adult. You can do whatever you want. If that's the arrangement, but make sure you know, cause a lot of people, they want to get something for nothing. And I'm not saying that you should be using your sex in a transition transactional way, but just make sure you're not getting used is all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Whatever makes you feel like you're not getting used is whatever. It could be money. It could be conversation. It could be connection. Ego. It could be ego stroke, whatever you define as being, um, value is value is great just make sure that this is like a a transformative a a mutually beneficial relationship Mm -hmm. also um why are you attracted to him make sure you tap into that because sometimes it's the mess it's the challenge it's the chaos that's what it was for me it was the mess i loved it i loved the fact that i was doing something real crazy and it was chaotic and like all i could tell my friends like yeah that 45 year old man he take me to movies tonight but it's just like that it's just a storyline it's not supposed to be like serious and you have to be safe because you also have to wonder why certain men went like a more vulnerable aged person like are they violent so a lot of things you need to like tap into and just think about why what's the why behind the attraction um Mm -hmm. and take it easy on yourself as you figure this out keep in mind there are a lot of men your age out Mm -hmm. here and in my experience a lot of people over a certain age don't be taking care of themselves they don't be in the best health and they don't make the best partner from a sexual end um yeah Yeah. because a lot of people get to a certain age and it's just like it's the performance is not where you know and yeah. also be gentle like you are young like honestly for me as somebody who um like was a college gal um and was working in school and like took studies very seriously I did not and Iman is the same way I I could say we confidently we did not start dating people against it until like our mid-20s yeah um so it's so much stuff out there and i know when you did be uh, at the beginning of your 20s you feel like oh this is like what like it's people that when i was that age that i like cried over and i'm like it's over that i can't even remember Mm -hmm. like or they're blocked and i don't care like you know it's just 
So keep that in mind too. Like, you know, you are very young, you, and it's okay to have fun. Like, don't feel like you have to play catch up because you was, you know, busting your ass in school. Like you don't have to play catch up, but it's your world. Yes, it is your world, Apple, and we're just all living in it. So hopefully yep. this is um comforting or, you know, you feel like it's just some real big cousin advice and it didn't feel judgmental to you. But we would love a follow up. Um, We don't mm-hmm. have to read it on the show. Just let us know what's going on. Yeah, we and love y'all a follow can- up. Yeah. Yes. And y'all continue this, like send us the juice, send us the mess, send us, what are you thinking about? What are the challenges? What did he do? Like, tell us what he did. We want to know. What did she do? Mm-hmm. Tell us what she did. So, um, make sure you write us at blackgirlbrunch.gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at blackgirlbrunch. Hit us up on Twitter at blkgirlbrunch. You can hit me up on Instagram at imamate. You can hit me up on, um, Twitter at itsmate and Sabrio. You can hit me up at It's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. All right, that's it. That's the show. Bye. Peace.